Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Happy Advent. That was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Should we try it again? Okay, good. Happy Advent. Absolutely. Fantastic. Thank you, Bells. You gave us a great ringing into the season. It is a privilege and a pleasure and a joy for me to stand before you and for all of us to gather to worship the living God, whether we are here in this sanctuary or gathered electronically all around the world, welcome. Let us be called together to worship as we read responsively then from the Old Testament book of the prophet Isaiah. Get you up to a high mountain, O Zion, herald of good tidings. Lift up your voice with strength, O Jerusalem, herald of good tidings. Lift it up and do not fear. See, the Lord comes with might, and His arm rules for Him. His reward is with Him, and His recompense before Him. Friends, let us worship God.
my friends, as we begin this journey into Advent, it's important to remember why it was necessary for God to come and be among us. We were cruel to each other and harbored hatred for God's creation. We were in a dark misery and we cried out for God. Let's come to confession together. God of all time, our help in ages past, our hope for years to come. You are coming in power to bring all nations under your rule. We confess that we have not expected your kingdom <clears throat> without regard for the ultimate concerns of life. have ignored signs of your peace all around us. Forgive us, merciful God through the love you proclaimed by Jesus' death on the cross and his resurrection from the grave. Then prepare your way in us that we may live as ambassadors of your kingdom. In Christ we pray, amen. God, hear us now as we take this moment of sacred silence and lift up our personal prayers of confession to you. Amen. God heard the misery of his creation and came to walk with us, but God did not walk with us as Jesus to come into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Here is the good news. In Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. Thanks be to God. the peace of Christ be with you. People of God, let's greet one another with a holy good morning. In the book. 
In the book of the prophet Jeremiah, we read, For surely I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans for your welfare and not for harm, to give you a future with hope. And in the gospel according to Matthew, we read, Here is my servant whom I have chosen. I will put my spirit upon him, and he will proclaim justice to the Gentiles, and in his name the Gentiles will hope. On this first Sunday of Advent, as we prepare to celebrate the incarnation of God into the world of Christ, we light the candle of hope. We proclaim that the hopes and the fears of all the years are met in him and look forward to his return as we welcome him into our lives even today. At this time, we would invite our fifth grade and younger folks in the sanctuary to meet your Sunday school leaders at the back, and our youth sixth grade and older are already in the youth room. And I want to make a comment that was made earlier by our band leader at the 9 o'clock service that it's amazing how it is that mothers of young children grow a third arm. Good job. <laughs> Thank you, Emily and George. It is an incredibly busy season, so let me share quickly with you some of the many things that are happening now in this Advent season for our worship, for our celebration, for our service. This evening at 4.30, the La Jolla Symphony Chorus will be here to lead in a Messiah sing. I actually have never been to one. But I understand that what you get to do is the congregation. Everybody gets to sing the choral parts of the Messiah, right? The solo parts we do not get to sing. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just reminding myself because I don't want to be the only one doing a solo with a soloist. Okay, good, good. You can go online to get your tickets for that event. This coming Saturday... We will have our traditional breakfast in Bethlehem. It's a great part of our season. It's when we gather all the children of any and every age to have breakfast in the Fellowship Center and then to participate together in a retelling of the Christmas story. Go online to make your reservations, and I would encourage those of you uh, who think that it's a kid's event to think otherwise. It's for everyone. Our Village Church Christmas concert will be next Sunday at 7 o'clock in the evening. That's a free event. It involves not just our many wonderful singers, but also many others who come to be with us from the larger community. A great celebration of the music of the season. I would encourage you to come early to be sure to get a seat. The following Wednesday, the 13th, will be our annual Women's Christmas Luncheon, and we do need to have your reservations for that event since it is a, a catered sit-down meal by our own kitchen. Tickets are available out on the patio, also online, and we need to hear from you by this coming Wednesday. Two weeks from today, on the 17th of December, we'll have an event called Carols at the Village 
We're going to all have a chance, kind of like the Messiah sing, we're going to all have a chance to sing not only some of the wonderful Christmas carols, but also a lot of the wonderful music of the season. We're celebrating music in many special ways this year, and you'll learn more about that a little bit later in this service. Let me remind you that if you'd like to dedicate a poinsettia or a dozen to someone, that there are red forms available on the visitor table, or you can go online uh, to make your reservation for the poinsettia. Our angel tree ministry is going strong, but I'm told that we still have about 40 angels that need to be taken. This is our way of providing Christmas presents for families that need a little extra help. We are taking care of just over 40 families this year, and we need about 160 gifts. We still have 40 to go. So stop by the Christmas tree out on the patio today. Do not wait. Do not pass go. Directly, go directly to the Christmas tree and participate in the Angel Tree program. Then I want to note that on Saturday, the 23rd of December at 9 o'clock, we will have our Luminaria making party. If you are capable of taking a paper cup, dipping it into a pile of sand, and pouring the sand into a paper bag, you qualify for this event. Okay? We'd love to see you all there. And then Christmas Eve is three weeks from today. We will have one worship service Sunday morning at 10 o'clock. It will be a contemporary service. We will have a service at 2 o'clock that will feature our children's choirs and be oriented a bit more toward the younger set. At 4 o'clock and 6 o'clock, we'll have magnificent celebrations with every form of music we can possibly fit in. And then at 11 o'clock, we'll have a more contemplative service that features as well communion. So make sure that you're aware of all of these things. Mark your calendar now. And then like most of you will do, call me on the 23rd and ask me what time the Christmas Eve services are. (laughs) I'm just saying, Juan. (laughs) As this next song is being performed for our enjoyment and edification, I invite you to present your tithes and offerings to the Lord as the ushers come forward to wait upon us. God bless. Christmas time is here, happiness and cheer, fun for all the children call their favorite time of year, snowflakes in the Spirit through the air. 
such spirit through the Please be seated. It's good to be together in this Advent journey, time for us to reflect and also time for us to wait. Wait for answers, wait for reflection, wait for the coming again, once again, of the Christ child. And as we wait, I hope that prayer will be an important part of your journey. Let's go to God in prayer today. Lord of heaven and earth, God that has no beginning and no end, you come to us in a burning bush, in an angel song, in a newborn child. You, Holy One, are the one who cannot be found locked in the church, not even in the sanctuary. You will be where you will be with no constraints and no predictability. You, Divine Spirit, lives where you live and destruction has no power and even death cannot stop the living. You, child who is hope, will be born where you will be born, but there is no place to look for the one who comes to us. When you are ready, you will come even to a God-forsaken place like a stable in Bethlehem. Keep us ready, O God. Help us to watch because we know not when you will come and we can only pray that in our watching we might be found whenever, wherever you come. Some of us walk into Advent tethered to our unresolved yesterdays the pain still stabbing and the hurt still throbbing. And it's not that we don't know better. It's just that we can't stand up anymore by ourselves. On our way to Bethlehem, will you give us a hand? And as we begin this sacred pilgrimage once again, walk with us, Lord. Shape us. Press us. Call us. Help us to have the wisdom to hear you and the courage to do what you will. The whole world waits in December darkness, Lord, for a glimpse of the light of the world. Even the most wretched and crotchety among us have been seen looking toward the skies. 
and then miracles occur. Forgiveness abounds, estranged loved ones return, and even wars cease, if briefly. As the whole world looks starward, in the December darkness, keep us peering from our windows, watching and waiting with breathless anticipation for the angel to appear once more and announce the hope of the world. And while we wait, O oh God, let us wait together, joined in hearts and voices, even praying the prayer that you taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. You are now invited to open your pew Bibles to page 855 
of the Old Testament for reading from the prophet Isaiah, chapter 64, beginning verse 1. Oh, that you would tear open the heavens and come down, so that the mountains would quake at your presence. As when fire kindles brushwood and the fire causes water to boil, to make your name known to your adversaries, so that nations might tremble at your presence. When you did awesome deeds that we did not expect, you came down, the mountains quaked at your presence. From ages past, no one has heard, no ear has perceived, no eye has seen any God besides you who works for those who wait for him. You meet those who gladly do right, those who remember you in your ways. You may now turn to page 216 of the New Testament where we will read from the first letter to the Corinthians chapter 1 starting with verse 3. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I give thanks to my God always for you because of the grace of God that has been given you in Christ Jesus. For in every way you have been enriched in him, in speech and knowledge and every kind. Just as the testimony of Christ has been strengthened among you, so that you are not lacking in any spiritual gift as you await for the revealing of our Lord Jesus Christ. He will also strengthen you to the end so that you may be blameless on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful. By him, you are called into fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. The word of the Lord. Usually, you wait until something is over to say thank you. But I want to say thank you as something begins. I want to say thank you to the 15 or 20 women and the handful of men of our church building staff who spent all day Tuesday and a good bit of the day Monday and have spent bits and pieces of the days ever since decorating our campus for the celebration of Christmas. They did an amazing job. Sometime later this season, we will seek to list all of their names so that you can send them Target gift cards if you'd like, something like that. I don't know. I also want to thank our readers, our wreath lighters, our ushers, our teachers, all those who make Sunday mornings especially so special here in our life, and particularly to the world's best church musicians. Thank you.
I am sinfully proud of you. (laughs) Have you ever noticed how secular songs, non-religious songs, actually have religion in them? So many of the songs that we love to listen to and to sing that are not supposed to be about God, (laughs) they're not supposed to be about theology, they slide into it. I think sometimes the writers of those songs knew what they were doing. I think sometimes they didn't know what they were doing, but Jesus gets to do what he wants to do. And if he wants the song that you're writing to say something about faith or to begin to open that door, then then that's going to happen. Nowhere is this dynamic more true, I think, than when it comes to Christmas songs. Christmas songs. This Advent, which is kind of a shortened season. It's really only about three weeks for us because the 24th Christmas Eve is also the fourth Sunday of Advent. Never mind. This Advent, we are going to not only celebrate some of the great traditional religious music of the season, but we're going to connect some of the other music of the season, perhaps that you enjoy more or that you know better. And in that connection, in that study, we're going to ponder how it is that the truth of the gospel and the the conversation that humanity has with God is going on all the time in places where you might not even expect it. Now, I've entitled this series of sermons that will actually conclude the Sunday after Christmas on the 31st, which is also part of the Christmas season. The the title for this series is Sing We Now of Christmas. So I'm curious to know, how many of you know that phrase, Sing We Now of Christmas? Okay, a good many of you do. All right, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. That phrase is actually the first line in a very old French carol that that goes like this. You might recognize it if you hear the tune. We'll see if I can reproduce the tune. Sing we now of Christmas, Noel sing we hear. Hear our grateful praises to the babe so dear. Sing we, Noel, the king is born, Noel. Sing we now of Christmas, sing we now, Noel. I'd love it when you guys come in. Yeah, right? Okay. How many of you recognize the tune now, right? Okay. Sing we now of Christmas. I don't know that I know anybody who does not like Christmas music. Now, sometimes we might get a little bit tired of it when it starts playing in August. (laughs) Okay, so much for that. But in all Christmas music, almost all Christmas music, whether it be religious or not, there are words that lead us into thinking about what Christmas actually is, the giving of the Christ of God. 
Now, many of you know, you've paid attention to the lighting of the Advent wreath before. Many of you know that, that one of the major themes of Advent is the theme of hope or looking forward to something, wishing for something, dreaming for something, yearning for something with every fiber of your being. And I happen to know, in fact, I conducted some research on Friday. I happen to know that yearning is very, very deep within all of us. The reason I know that is because so many of you wrote back to me after you read my email blast on Friday. You know, I can write till the cows come home about resurrection, transubstantiation, predestination, all of those things, and not hear a word. But when I mention Christmas catalogs, that gets you going. <laughs> it really did. It really did. It's kind of fun, actually. <laughs> I believe that in the mid-60s, when I was a, an avid reader of Christmas catalogs, that, that one of them was not even called a Christmas catalog. It was called the Wish Book. Do you remember that? How many of you remember that? Yeah, the Wish Book. Because that's what Advent is about. Wishing, hoping, dreaming for something. Yearning, yearning. Advent is about the deep yearning of the human soul. And that yearning shows up in songs about Christmas. For instance, Christmas time is here. Thank you, Ellie. That was gorgeous. <laughs> Christmas time is here. You heard it first, probably, in the Charlie Brown Christmas special, right? Vince Guaraldi. It's a magnificent piece. Juan, you're pretty good at rubbing those things on the snare drum there, too. And, of course, Susie's perfect, right? Pay attention to some of those words. Christmas time is here. Happiness and cheer. Fun for all that children call their favorite time of the year. Snowflakes in the air. Carols everywhere. Olden times and ancient rhymes of love and dreams to share. And then at the end of the song. Oh, that we could always see such spirit through the year. Isn't that a dream, a wish, a hope, a yearning for the good times of the past that probably weren't as good as we remember them, but that's the way we remember them? Isn't that a, a dream and a hope and a yearning for that Christmas spirit to be with us throughout the year? Not just the spirit of giving presents, <laughs> but the true Christmas spirit. That song is, is, in a way, a prayer, is it not? Or let's take another Christmas song. By the way, I googled uh, famous Christmas songs or the most popular Christmas songs, and you can find all kinds of lists. Some of them are the top 10. Some of them are the top 100. All the ones we're going to be talking about, I think, were in the top 100 at least. And so I want to give you another one. This one, some of you might not be familiar with. I hope some of you are, though. It's called, If We Make It Through December. 
Oh, yeah. You guys know the song, okay? If we make it through December. Here's some of the lyrics of that song. If we make it through December, everything's going to be all right, I know. It's the coldest time of winter, and I shiver when I see the falling snow. If we make it through December, got plans to be in a warmer town come summertime, maybe even California. (laughs) If we make it through December, we'll be fine. And then down in the song just a little bit, Heaven knows I've been working hard. Heaven. Heaven. If we make it through December, we'll be fine. That's a prayer. That's a yearning. That's a plea. That's a hope. In this case, for a father laid off at the factory, worried about whether or not he'll be able to afford some presents for his little girl. Okay, there's just two examples. I'd love to give you a dozen more. But let's tie this in. That yearning, that hope that is expressed in those two immensely popular non-religious Christmas songs that actually are religious. And let's look at where the intersection is with our faith. Isaiah was telling the nation of Israel as it was facing destruction at the hands of the Assyrians that still there was hope. And he expressed that hope. He prayed for that hope. Oh, that you would tear open the heavens and come down. You have prayed similar prayers, maybe not with those words, but you've asked for it. Oh, that you would tear open the heavens and come down. Who here has not asked for God to intervene, to show up, to do something? Isaiah says, no eye has seen any God besides you who works for those who wait for him. Isaiah had faith that God would show up, and so he was waiting. That's part of what Advent is. We're, we're waiting. We're going again through the human experience of hoping and yearning and waiting for something that 2,000 years ago had not come yet. And we're trying to get in touch with what that means to wait, to hope, to yearn. Because the human soul is filled with that, and it cannot help but come out of us, even when we're singing little Christmas songs. Now, Christians believe that we don't need to wait anymore, because what Isaiah was asking for, praying for, what the whole nation of Israel was praying for, what people really everywhere pray for... (laughs) for God to show up, that has happened. The Messiah has come. You see evidence of that in Paul's opening to his letter to the church in Corinth. He says, the grace of God has been given you in Christ Jesus. You have been enriched in him. The testimony of Christ has been strengthened among you. You are not lacking in any spiritual gift. You were called into the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Those are all past tense. 
Sometimes you'll hear Christians say, we just can't wait for Jesus to come. I have news. He's already here. Now, we do also wait. We look forward to that time when He'll come again. And there, when we start talking about Jesus coming again, we are in shakier territory. We're in a more mysterious place. Jesus said He would come again. The Scriptures promised He would come again. But Jesus also said that nobody would know when or how or where. For 2,000 years, Christians have been contradicting Jesus, frankly, and saying, He's coming now. He's coming here. He's coming in this way. And they've all been wrong. I don't know how to say it any more clearly than that. With everything that's going on in the Middle East today, lots of people are saying, oh, this is it. I've heard that at least a dozen times in my lifetime. And maybe it is, but only God knows. And so we wait for the end of history. We wait for when God finally accomplishes what he already has accomplished in Jesus. That's some of the complexity that exists in our Christian faith. Two things can be true at the same time, even though they contradict each other, can't they? Jesus has come, and he's coming again. Paul says it. As you wait for the revealing of our Lord Jesus Christ, on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ, that's a way of talking about the second coming. We have to leave it there, I think, and say, Jesus is coming again. Don't go any further. Just trust that God's going to take care of it. You will not know, nor will I, nor will anybody else. So I want to ask what I think is a more practical question and a question that actually is answered in the Scriptures. What about now? What about my life? What about your life? What about right here, right now, in real time? We can look back at the past, and it's a glorious thing to do. It teaches us so much. We celebrate it. Jesus Christ was born into the world. We can look at the future and say Jesus Christ is there in the future. Regardless of what happens, He's there. What about now? The Scriptures tell us that Jesus is here, now, in the presence and power of the Holy Spirit as the Holy Spirit does something in us. Jesus, in the power of the Spirit, through the presence of God, is here to help us believe, to help us trust, to help us turn over everything about our lives to Him. And equally so, Jesus is here not just in what we believe, but also in what we do. And if we do not do what we believe, then we don't believe. There again, in the Scriptures, Isaiah says, 
speaking for God, you meet those who gladly do right, those who remember you in your ways. Those who remember you in your ways. Those who follow your ways, O God. Those who do what you said to do, to do justice, to love mercy, to walk humbly with your God, etc., etc., etc. Doing Jesus in our life is the way that Jesus is here today. Paul says to the Corinthians, you are not lacking in any spiritual gift. He will strengthen you to the end so that you may be blameless. What is being blameless if it is not living the way that God made us to live? You see, all that hope, all that yearning, all that dreaming, that dreaming finds its answer and its fulfillment, not just in what you and I believe, but in what we do as we are Christ to each other. You and I hope and dream, we yearn for peace on earth, peace with our friends, peace within our families, peace within our own confused minds. We yearn for the end of suffering that is imposed upon us and that we sometimes impose on others. We yearn for someone to be with us in the suffering of a creation that itself sometimes becomes violent. We yearn for an answer to the riddle and the question and the fear of death. I could go on and on and on with our hopes and dreams and wishes and yearning. Advent helps us get in touch with that yearning and not just the religious songs of Advent, but so many of the other songs as well. It helps us remember that all of our hopes and fears have been answered in Christ and will be answered in Christ and are answered today in Christ as we are Christ to the world. All that peace, all that joy, all that forgiveness, all that healing, all that blessing of the abundance of life is something that we make happen for each other as we follow Christ. O little town of Bethlehem, how still we see thee lie. The hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. Nowhere is our yearning and our hope more graphically and poignantly expressed than in this table. Those who knew Jesus hoped that he was the Messiah. When he was executed on the cross, they feared that he was not. When he was resurrected from the grave, they knew that he was, that he is. This table reminds us of who Jesus is, not was, but is. The one who calls everyone to come to the table, the one who calls everyone to live as family with each other, the one who calls everyone to be renewed by his life-giving presence. That's what we celebrate at this table. And so, ministering in Jesus' name, I invite all now to come to this table. 
This table doesn't belong to me. It doesn't belong to this church. It only belongs to Jesus. And he said, invite everyone. We will practice an ancient tradition called intinction. You will be excused to come down the aisle where you will take a piece of the bread and dip the lower one one one-thousandth of it (laughs) in the juice and then take it and then return to your seat. Friends, these are the gifts of God for the people of God. On the very night of his betrayal, this infant of the star and angels, of the shepherds and of the stable, now a man, took the bread and he broke it. Blessing it, he gave it to his disciples and said, this is my body broken for you. Whenever you eat this, remember me. In the same way, Jesus took the cup after supper and said, this cup is the sign of the new covenant sealed in my blood. Whenever we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim the saving death of the Lord Jesus Christ until he comes again. Come, enjoy.
Will you please pray with me? Holy and wonderful God, we begin our Advent journey at your invitation to remember, to recall, to reflect. We pray, O oh God, that we would be mindful of you every step of the way. We thank you for this ancient story that is not old, but it's something, some story that has come to be down to our very bones. It's a story of us and you and your great love for us as our creator, as our redeemer, as the Holy Spirit that dwells within. Our gratitude is overwhelming and overflowing. We thank you that these good gifts here remind us of your time here on earth as you walked among us, felt what we felt, experienced our experiences, suffered with us, died, and were raised on the third day. For all of these things, O oh God, we come to you with gratitude. We pray these things in the name of our Savior Jesus. Amen. This Christmas season, listen. Listen to the religious songs. Listen as well 
to the songs that think they're not. <laughs> Most songs will lead you somehow, some way, to thoughts of Christ if you have ears to hear, eyes to see, hearts to receive. If we make it through December, I'll revise that just a touch. If we make it to December 25th, <laughs> we will welcome once again and still we will welcome Jesus, the Christ of God. I'm going to give you an order. Following the benediction, sit down and listen. Will you do that for me? May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Let God's people say together, Amen. If we make it through December Everything's gonna be alright, I know It's the coldest time of winter And I shiver when I see the falling snow If we make it through December Everything's gonna be all right, I know. The time of winter, and I shiver when I see the falling snow. Got laid off down at the factory, and their timing's not the greatest in the world. Heaven knows I've been working hard Wanted Christmas to be right for a daddy's girl I don't mean to hate December It's meant to be the happy time of year And my little girl don't understand why daddy can't afford no Christmas gift If we make it through December Everything's gonna be all right, I know Got the time of winter And I shiver when I see the falling snow if we make it through December Got plans to be in a warmer town come summertime Maybe even California If we make it through the summer we'll be fine <laughs> 